Hey there, this is Michelle Anderson, your hostess of Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs. And I'm excited to talk about this topic because the topic is control. I just wrapped up a few uh, episodes about desire and cool. And those things are going to lead you if you do them right. And if those are themes that you love and want to have and hold dear and strive towards, they're going to lead you towards possibility. I love the word possibility. I think about it a lot in my own business growth. And it is that place to be open to the possibility is to be open to the unknown. And more often, um, people are controlling their lives so much so that they're not open to this possibility. So before I talk about possibility, I want to talk about control. I'm very familiar with the theme control, and control happens in so many ways that a lot of times people just aren't even aware that they're in some kind of control power matrix, and these can become very sticky and involve a big network of people and um, the way I've seen it is that you know there's a lot of real strong addictions floating around in the network and those always come with control they just do and uh, whether or not you're an addict or directly in the realm of addicts um, you know that whole network spawns out and then there are just general ways that people can control when they're in just regular addictive patterns. And by addictive patterns, I mean patterns and behaviors that repeat sort of relentlessly over and over. And they may not even really seem detrimental to their lives. They may just um, really um, be a comfort zone, like a little medium place to be. It's not someone who's really living on the the progressive forefront of getting what they want, but it's not someone who's in extreme pain. There, there too, you can be in sort of a control pattern because control presents this um, illusion. It protects the illusion of safety. So let's say, for example, you like to do the same type of routine or let's just say a person likes to do the same type of routine and they don't like their routine messed with and not only that but um, they rely on this same old routine and it's not something that brings them joy it's just something that prevents them from being from feeling out of control that would be a controlling behavior um, so the people that are going to notice that they need to step into the possibility are getting a nudge and they're probably uncomfortable. There are people that are in a controlling world and being controlled and controlling others and they're not uncomfortable enough to really change. So uh, control games, I could have many, many, many episodes about this, but let me just kind of paint the picture for example, of an addict scenario, um, because it's one that I'm just really familiar with. And 
I hope that it illuminates some of the points about when you are in these control mechanisms that you're really just not able to live in possibility. Living in possibility is that place where you're open to the open space, you are totally clear and connected with who you are, and that place can feel vulnerable, it can feel scary, but it's like good scary. So that's the place where the cool, magical things that we want, like that spontaneous, good-feeling goal that, you know, we've we've wanted to set up and strive for and achieve to like that next level. That's where that lives. That's where uh, when we set goals for our business, I want to make this much money and I want to serve this much clients and I want to do it like this. When you don't know what that looks like yet, you literally have to live in possibility. You have to live in the possibility that that could happen. So if you're not able to do that, then your business isn't going to get where it needs to go. That's why I need to describe what the opposite of possibility is, and that's control. So I remember waking up to a, a really painful reality that I was in this relationship, my the marriage that I had where I uh, had married someone who was going through this very addictive cycle with alcohol and if you've ever lived with an addict or have been one um, there's a lot of things that I I don't really have to explain about what living with an addict is like or being one is like but I'm gonna explain some of the things here that happen when you're in this cycle so addicts need to be able to control their environment so that they can make sure that their substances are there. So I know that we didn't keep alcohol in the house because of this reason. And that was control on my part. I thought if we didn't have alcohol in the house that that would be one more way that he couldn't drink. But he would just go elsewhere right after work and go to a friend's house or go to a bar and drink. And by doing that, he would control me by telling me that he was coming home and then not come home. And then when I texted him or called him later on in the night, he would just ignore it on purpose. And then it was this power control game. And then, you know, tons and tons of little control things would spur off of that. And then when he was home and sober the next day and whatever I would say, about how uncool that was or what's going on and how could this be different like he would spin whatever the story was around and blame it on me <laughs> and so and I would sometimes believe it like you know sometimes addicts are just master manipulators and if they're not outwardly controlling there's passive aggressive controlling and so me as as playing a role in that we began to control each other to get what we wanted which was for me i wanted the addiction to stop for him um it would have just been for for him to get me off his back so he could continue his addiction and all these controlling things would come about like i would just plan how to make him stop or think about how he could stop and I don't know what was going on in his mind, but he was just doing what he was doing. So I was basically allowing myself 
to be trapped and controlled in this situation. So not only was I like controlling a lot of things by trying to manipulate my world to make it stop, it just, it felt so help out of control and helpless and it was. My reaction to that was to try and control it. Now, by trying to control the situation, I wasn't able to live in possibility at all. In fact, that cycle that went on for way too long was something that really prevented me from f advancing my business. And as soon as I woke up to the possibility that the answer was outside of the marriage and outside of playing that control game over and over and over and over, because that's what it was. It was a game. It was a roller coaster. And my emotions would go with it. And so many ways this distracted me from my bigger goals. So it wasn't until I was open to the possibility that I could live outside of that marriage that that cycle could change. And being open to that possibility was so scary. And in order to get there, um, I had to make sure that I had a lot of support in place because I was like, addicted to controlling my world and I didn't know that so one of the reasons why people are going to control their world is because it's a it's a remedy for feeling out of control and for not knowing what the unknown will bring and the unknown brings fear and insecurity and this all goes back to the desire thing and that's why I start with the desire See, I still wasn't super tapped into my desire, but I was getting there. And as I got there, right when I started to go, ugh, I'm, I'm starting to know what it is. That's when the possibility opened up for me. And tapping into my desire was giving me the strength and the confidence to be able to be open to what possibility meant even. Because without that, I was in fear of everything falling apart and it did indeed need to kind of fall apart a little bit before I was able to turn it around. But that's just because one structure of two people that were controlling each other and manipulating each other needed to go away. And whatever needed to be rebuilt, it was going to kind of be like when you rip a Band-Aid off. Either it hurts slowly or quickly, but you got to decide when. So... Using control in my life was like a mechanism I had really kind of developed to keep me from feeling feelings that I didn't know how to handle. Um, and it was scary to feel feelings because I had sad feelings and I had mad feelings and feelings I hadn't dealt with. And um, I didn't know how to handle them. And I hadn't been taught how to handle them. And this control and being so distracted in the middle of this chaos prevented me from having to do any of that. So that's just one example, and there's a lot of different stories I can tell about that, and I don't want to just kind of hang on to that specific example. But, you know, I see so many people controlling other people or controlling their own lives, and I can see it more clearly now how that prevents them from being open to the answers for what they really want, which the answers are usually right in front of their faces. And I know that from experience that it's like when you wake up and you're ready, you like have to open and, and like be vulnerable 
to what that next thing is and it can feel really raw if you're not accustomed to going there it can feel raw anyways and people will just slam a bunch of control on top of all of that and construct a structure of their world to try so hard to make it work and that is the opposite of how things actually work you don't try really hard to make things work you sometimes put a lot of work into something that you're passionate about but that's in to really make it work in a beautiful way it's it's beautiful driving work that unfolds and takes you to the next level and you're living in this space of the unknown and it can be scary but that's just where the magic happens and I have seen a lot of uh, families like live under the control of parents where the parents think they're doing a good thing by, you know, keeping things under wraps and not telling the kids how bad things are between, you know, the parents. And then this whole controlling situation ensues where like, no truth can thrive in this family because, you know, one person or both parents don't really like each other. And kids aren't stupid. I mean, we're all energetic beings. They know, they can sense like what's not working. Everybody can sense on some level what's not working. So whenever you're controlling and trying to make stuff happen, like you're not really fooling everybody. Um, people who are in tune are going to get it or even people who aren't in tune like you know how you can kind of feel a salesy person before they're they're there you know and that's like a creepy feeling um yeah that's when you're not living in your truth and then you're 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 coming about in some other way people you can't hide it like energetically it's just it's just felt before you're coming so I think the more we try and control the more you know basically we're being false it's a false way it because what ends up happening is when you're controlling your own life you end up controlling others and that is a way to create toxic relationships now I um, I'm talking about these concepts and I just want them to be sort of broad at the beginning and then I'll get into more detailed examples as the podcast unfolds. But what would be an outcome, for example, if someone said, hey, I'm, I'm going to try really hard not to control every little thing I'm doing right now and just be open to the possibility, okay? Um, let me just give an example from my own experience. And let's say... I had a company, I have a company, it's called Flourish, and I said to myself, you know, I'm kind of controlling all of the operations here, and I'm wearing more hats than I need to, so it's time for me to relinquish control and hire someone who can help. And I did that, and I got a chance to bring someone in that I was able to train to do more of the hats than I was kind of ready to uh, share, but I was open to the possibility of fully, fully stepping into the coaching practice that I had started. And I knew I wouldn't be able to do that without putting 
flourish the company on near autopilot. Um, I definitely wanted to have a, an utmost quality and super duper client care, but I knew that if I had my fingers in what was happening there that I wouldn't be able to service the coaching clients that I was bringing on to the best of my ability. So I had to like let go of control. And this tested another layer of control that I was, you know, accustomed to, which was now I had to delegate and and allow that thing to start thriving as something cooler and better than if it was just me. And I did it by just delegating well and empowering the person that was taking uh, the shoes I had given him to fill, empowering that person to do things without me controlling and micromanaging every little thing and, uh, and watching him make mistakes, mistakes that our clients weren't going to experience or weren't paying for, but ones that were empowering him to step into those shoes with integrity. And that took a lot of strength and vulnerability to do. And had I not been so well prepared and trained, and I have had really, really excellent coaches up until that point, um, and continued to hire my own, had I not been so prepared for how to allow control to step aside and possibility to open up, I wouldn't have been able to double our sales for that company um, instantaneously, which is exactly what happened. So I knew that in order for this person to f- step into the role far greater than I had imagined, far quicker than I had imagined, that we'd have to double our sales for that company far quick, far more quickly than imagined. And I put the numbers together of what that would need to look like. I didn't necessarily have that pipeline full yet. But by being open to the possibility that this was the new form that that company was taking. And every tiny little turn in the path of allowing this to unfold was showing me what needed to happen. And every little turn in that path was scary. It meant that I was paying someone more. It meant that I was creating more incentives, so still paying someone more or costing me more to have that person there. It meant that I had to put some structures in place in the business so that the quality and the integrity would remain that I hadn't done yet. And it challenged the previous structure that I had set up for the business, but I knew that allowing this to unfold and not controlling the process and allowing it to show me what the next best thing to do was and stepping into that was the way that that was going to unfold in a beautiful way. And honest to goodness, I don't think we had but a couple of hiccups with clients. And the ones that we had were just simply things that I had kind of not vetted properly. Didn't really have anything to do with bringing this person on. So um, in that whole process, what we ended up with is a company that ran smoothly into like something that's packaged up so beautifully that... um, I feel really good about having the time and space for these other things that I want to do. And I didn't know what that was going to look like when I first started it. And I would say the entire process took about 18 months. Um, The bulk of that kind of happening over a 12-month period of time after I got a chance to see how this person was going to be able to fill out that role. 
But even before he really kind of came aboard full time, I had this desire to make sure that this company was in the hands of someone capable. And I hadn't even posted a job posting. This person's resume just sort of magically came to me through a friend. Um, and I was wise enough to accept it and wise enough to jump aboard to this idea of having him help out because after I read his resume, I thought this is, this is the person. You know, all these little inspiration things and points and nudges and that's the time to do it. So going back to control, like we can spend our lives planning a business out. Business plans are good. They're really good but they change. They change every six months. They change every year. So you don't want to be like so stuck on your plan and planning and planning and planning and never launch. The actual unfolding of the beauty of your business and what you're doing happens as you're doing it. And I still get flubbed up sometimes or I just I just want to dwell on perfection and something will not get launched on time. And I know that that's me trying to control the process. And, can, and the more that I control and constrain those things, just the less amount of people that are going to benefit from getting that. So I want to revisit control and how, you know, people try and predict the outcome. But on other episodes too but I just wanted to make sure that I cover some of that here because if you get stuck on planning something out or having to be having something to be a certain way or so sick and scared inside of a structure of a place that you don't want to step out until the next thing is known then you're not a manifester number one um but you're listening to this probably because you are so there has to be part of you that's willing to crack that structure open and shed that skin and break it open and feel like, you know, a, a newborn baby bird without feathers and, and go to the next thing. And, and sometimes I still feel like that when I'm doing something super new. And that's good. Um, that's how we grow into the next version of ourselves. And it can be super duper scary. That's why I love having my own coaches and I advocate that for you. Um, I'm going to have some cool stuff up so that you can access this information and kind of paint the picture for yourself. So I'll let you know when those links are live. Um, There will be some free stuff. There will be some really inexpensive stuff. And I will definitely be telling you about my programs too. So I don't know how many episodes you've listened to so far, but you are always welcome to... Follow me on Instagram, Michelle Lynn Anderson, S-E-N, is that handle, or email me, Michelle at Michelle Anderson, with an S-E-N, dot com, Michelle at Michelle Anderson dot com, and um, if you are ever curious about what programs are happening right now, just email me there and ask me what's up, and I will tell you. Um, coming off of the podcast, I'm not sure when you'll be listening and when will be the most appropriate you know, place to go see what's what's the latest and greatest. So just email me there and I'll let you know. So thanks for tuning in. I want to know what you guys think. So also use those links to DM me or message me and tell me what you think. And I hope that talking a little bit about control was something that you got something out of. And if you didn't, let me know that too. I want to I wanna improve the podcast. So keep in touch. <laughs>